In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. is I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people, how are you tonight? It's another Monday. I'm going to create my own song. It's another Monday. No. (laughs) I hope all is well. Wherever you are tonight, we are well. I am good. This is your host, Miss Diane, as some people call me. Uh, Got a new topic tonight. I was going to start out just reading some of the hot words, but I decided to say hi instead. Uh, Chris is not joining me tonight. We, um, we celebrated our 13th wedding anniversary and we had a wonderful weekend, but it was a full packed weekend and he had to go back to work today. So he's kind of wiped out. (laughs) I won't tell you what happened to him uh, at the beach. Uh, (laughs) I found it to be hilarious, though. But anyway, I won't tell his little secret. So anyway, we got a new topic tonight, another serious topic and another, um, you know, thought-provoking topic, syphilis, chlamydia, gonorrhea, HIV, or herpes. What's your pleasure? The next time you think about casual sex, fornication, sex outside of marriage, think about this question. What's your pleasure? Because, of course, you know, as many of you can probably attest, when they're showing all this racy sex on TV and when... You're viewing pornography. Um, It's not talking about the consequences. It's not talking about the ramifications or the repercussions or the uh, reaping after you sown. Uh, It's not talking about any of that. So we got to talk about it. I have to talk about it because it goes with the territory of 
inappropriate sex. It goes with the territory when you're talking about sexual abuse. And yes, sex outside of marriage is another form of sexual abuse. Abusing yourself or abusing someone else, but nevertheless, sexual abuse. Abusing what God created sex for. So think about that question. Which one would you like to have? (laughs) Syphilis, chlamydia, gonorrhea, HIV, or herpes? Well, the last time I started to get into this, I think that was probably back on the 8th, and I let the cat out of the bag, and I let people know that I've had an STD before myself. And that was a package, present, package, wrapped, whatever you want to call it, uh, delivered to me by my ex-husband, even though I was in a married situation. He did not honor those marriage vows at the time and gave me um, the second of the list that I named, chlamydia. So I know that it is a real possibility. And uh, I'm going to give you some statistics tonight. I found a website called Avert, A-V-E-R-T, avert.org. When I looked at the site, it appears that um, they are attempting to educate the public, but they also seem to have an interest in the homosexual community and have um, information specific to to them and for them. Um, So I figured this was probably a real good source to get some statistics regarding uh, STDs. Um, I'm impressed that they even have this information um, because to me this should be a deterrent for any type of inappropriate sex. And homosexuality is that. Homosexuality, lesbianism, incest, pedophilia, pornography, they're all in the same category. Um, But anyway, some statistics for you. This says STD statistics for the USA from www.avert.org. Top 10 states ranked by rate per 100,000 of reported STD cases. United States 2009. Well, the number one ranking state with primary and secondary syphilis was Louisiana at 16.8 per 100,000. The second ranking state was Georgia at 9.8 per 100,000. The third ranking was Arkansas, 9.6. The fourth was Alabama, 8.9. The fifth was Mississippi, 8.1. The sixth was Texas, 
6.8, sixth ranking, okay? The seventh was Tennessee, 6.5. The eighth was North Carolina, 6.3. The ninth was New York, 6.1. And the tenth was Illinois, 5.8. That was regarding primary and secondary syphilis in 2009. Okay, the next category was chlamydia. First ranking, the top ranking state was Mississippi. Wow, and these numbers go up, okay? Mississippi, top ranked state of reported chlamydia, 802. 802.7, Georgia, number two ranking, I'm sorry, number two ranking state was Alaska. I was looking at the wrong column. Number two ranking state was Alaska at 752.7. Hmm. Number third ranking state was Louisiana. Here, Louisiana was number one when it came to syphilis, and now it's number three when it comes to chlamydia. Uh, 626.4, The fourth ranking state is South Carolina, 595.0. Fifth ranking, Alabama, 556.2. Texas, uh, reading the wrong column again. Sixth ranking state is Delaware for chlamydia. Delaware, 540.4. Seventh ranking state is Arkansas. Arkansas was third ranking with, when it came to the syphilis. It is seventh ranking when it comes to chlamydia. Eighth ranking state is New Mexico at 478.4. Uh, ninth ranking state, Tennessee, 478.1. Tenth ranking, New York, 472.4. Okay, let's see if we can get the statistics for the gonorrhea. This is gonorrhea. Okay, before the break, let's see if I can do this. Number one ranking state, Mississippi at 246.4. Number two ranking, Louisiana at 204.0. Third ranking, South Carolina at 185.7. Fourth ranking, Alabama, 160.8. This is per 100,000 of reported STD cases. Number five ranking, Arkansas, 156.2. Six ranking, Illinois, 154.7. Seventh ranking, North Carolina, 150.4. Eighth ranking, Michigan, 147.0. Ninth ranking, Alaska, 144.3. 10th ranking, Georgia, 141.3. That was the t statistics for gonorrhea. 
In 2009, there were very high rates of primary and secondary syphilis, 27.5 per 100,000 population. Chlamydia, 1,106.6. And gonorrhea was 432.7, reported in Washington, D.C. How's that for statistics for you? How, this is the reported cases, so more than likely there was a lot more than this. Time for a break already. Get your tea. I'll be back. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. The Way of the Toddler with hosts Lita and Lori Hamilton is a show unlike any other parenting program you've ever heard. Zen Masters in Diapers? Yes. Join us Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central here on Toginet as we celebrate parenthood as a spiritual path for a journey to inner peace. With thought-provoking and spiritually compelling guests, each week Lita and Lori will explore how our children help us with the lessons we came here to learn, adding deeper meaning to our lives and relationships while giving you valuable gems to add to your unique parenting toolkit. Check out the website, thewayofthetoddler.com. With great humor and honesty, Lita and Lori will demonstrate how inner peace is possible even when surrounded by poopy diapers and piles of laundry and what we can learn from the innate wisdom and natural spirituality of our Zen masters and diapers. It's The Way of the Toddler with Lita and Lori Hamilton. Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central, here on toginet.com. Thank God I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. I am sipping some hot chocolate tonight. You guys know I do that every now and then. I switch from my tea to to my cocoa when I have that, you know, sweet tooth going on. <laughs> that sweet tooth craving going on. So I'm sipping some dark chocolate hot cocoa, and I tell you, it's good. It is really good. Oddly, we've been having some, um, some, some, well, the weather's been strange period for a while now, but we had some strange weather because we've had some thundering and lightning and um, storms over here. Now, today we didn't have any, but I just had a taste for hot cocoa and 
that's what I'm drinking. I hope you are comfortable and that you are drinking something uh, that you like that's good and healthy or at least not bad for you. <laughs> I thought I better put a quantifier in there, a qualifier in there. So let me see. As far as my statistics go, there's one more I want to share with you, and that's regarding um, STDs and gender. Now, I didn't get uh, the info for all the categories because I'm missing, let's see, what am I missing? I'm missing the one for uh, syphilis. But chlamydia, the diagnosis of chlamydia was reported in 2009 to be almost three times higher for women than it was among men. It was 592.2 cases per 100,000 population. And according to this, that's probably due to the higher screening rate for women. Women get screened uh, for it more frequently than men do. So ladies, um, being that we are recipients, you know, in, in the sexual department, that we, we, um, we have the capacity to receive, you know, the germs and the, and the byproduct of, of, of a man, you know, this is something to be concerned about. It's not anything to take lightly. Um, the one, the category for gonorrhea, it says here was 105.5 per 100,000. And that was uh, for gonorrhea in 2009. Not things, not anything to take lightly. So why am I talking about this on the show? Because it goes hand in hand with sexual behavior. It goes hand in hand with it. You cannot escape it. There's not enough talk about it. Uh, in, in my opinion, of course, television is promoting all the free sex that you want to have and um, during the movies and during the um, pornography, they're not talking about safe sex. They're not talking about safeness from disease due to sex. They're just pumping it up, pumping it up and feeding the lust, feeding the lust, feeding the lust, fueling the lust, adding fire to the flames, people that are already suffering with lust issues, people whose marriages are already on the rocks, people who can't even have meaningful relationships with others because of their issues and because of their bondage. But do you think that the industry cares? Do you think Hollywood cares? Do you think the porn industry cares? No, all they care about is keeping you addicted keeping you bound because it keeps them in business. Well, I care about you. I care about you and you know what? God cares about you and Jesus Christ cares about you. And that's why we're talking about this on the show. Uh, some more statistical information. It says, although the 2009 rate of 99.1 diagnosis per 100,000 population is one of the lowest ever recorded, gonorrhea remains 
the second most commonly reported STD in the United States. I was surprised to see that because I'm a nurse and I don't even hear that much about gonorrhea anymore. Ever since HIV hit the scene, um, I heard, I've heard more about HIV over the years and chlamydia than I have personally about gonorrhea. But it says that it is the second most commonly reported STD in the United States. Moreover, the rate of gonorrhea among blacks was 20.5 times greater than among whites in 2009. It says American Indian and Alaska Natives and Hispanics are also disproportionately affected. Hmm. What's that all about, people? I personally don't think that it has to do with blacks being more... Um, promiscuous because from what I can tell everybody's being promiscuous but I don't know why that is and they didn't give an explanation for why they're saying uh, that let's see regarding syphilis it says since the turn of the millennium there has been another steady rise in diagnosis of primary and secondary syphilis most of which have been among men in 2009, the rate among males was almost six times higher than females. And, okay, there's my information about syphilis. Uh, almost six times higher than females, and the rate increased by 4% among males between 2008 and 2009. So in one year, the rate increased by 4% among males between 2008 and 2009. Most cases of syphilis have occurred among men who have sex with men. Interesting. Interesting. While everybody's pushing the gay agenda and pushing the homosexual agenda and trying to push the healthcare initiative at the same time, isn't that interesting? When they're, when they're opposing one another, um, the, the, the homosexual agenda, to me, doesn't seem like um, it's promoting safe sex here. Or health, I should say. It's not promoting health. <laughs> men who have sex with men. Most cases of syphilis have occurred among men who have sex with men, according to this website. Why aren't they talking about that when they're promoting the homosexual agenda and the promiscuity that goes along with that behavior? Um, not that it's any more of a sin than, than uh, casual sex, than fornication. So that's, that's it on our statistics for tonight. So what does, I've read statistics for you and uh, just kind of talk in general about some of this now I want to tell you what does God have to say about STDs you think he has uh, anything to say about it one way or the other well I can tell you that he does because I have read in scripture now in scripture they don't call it STDs sexually transmitted diseases but 
they give you a pretty good description of some of the symptoms and the source of those symptoms and which body orifices they're coming out of. So you can pretty much sum it up that they're talking about STDs. <laughs> and where did I get those references from? Well, I believe it was uh, on the 8th when I started getting into this subject a little bit before we had our interruption because of our special guest. And I read to you from Leviticus chapter 15. Um, I'm not going to read all of that information tonight because it is a long uh, chapter and the, the reference that I gave you was Leviticus chapter 15 verses 1 through 33. It talked about a, ban a man having a discharge. It talked about a woman having an issue uh, concerning her concerning her, um, as the scriptures call it, her flowers, but basically her, her menstrual cycle uh, and being unclean and what they had to do to become clean, what they had to do to be restored to uh, society, if you will, to, to, to their communities because they had to be separated from their communities back in the biblical times for these issues, for these... Um, physical issues related to sexual um, organs, if you will, uh, and what they had to do to go before the priest, how they had to offer sacrifices um, after they were cleansed, which meant that they were free of the infection, then they still had to go before the priest, and the priest had to offer certain sacrifices to restore them spiritually, to restore them spiritually, to God because they were considered unclean and therefore unable to um, be in right standing with, with God. And tonight I'm going to give you another reference, another scripture reference from Deuteronomy chapter 28. And this is also a long section of scripture all the way going from the 22nd verse to looks like the 62nd verse. It's a lot of information there. So I'm going to read some of those for you tonight. And I want you to do your own research, you know, to get your Bible, research it for yourself and see what does God have to say about STDs according to the word of God. If we sow to the flesh of the flesh, we shall reap corruption. That's not just regarding sexual sin, but it's regarding uh, a lot of areas in the flesh. I mean, that, that's regarding overeating. That's regarding eating wrong. It's regarding, you know, things like uh, um, alcohol abuse, drug abuse. If you sow to the flesh, if you cater to your flesh of the flesh, you will reap corruption. Um, in the flesh, the scripture says, dwelleth no good thing. So we are supposed to subdue our flesh, put the flesh under subjection because it will lead us wrong. The cravings that the flesh desires will lead us wrong. More after the break.
Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest, such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War, the planets and the oceans, skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness, and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord, and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls, or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735. Or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Thank God I am free. I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, I'm back and I'm still sipping my hot cocoa. I hope you're still sipping something and you're comfortable at this point. But I also hope that I am putting something on your mind. Um, I have found in my experience as a minister that uh, a lot of a lot of Christians don't read the Old Testament. Um, a lot of them don't even read the Bi- their Bibles. Um, really either, but they don't read the Old Testament. And although we are under the New Testament covenant, the Old Testament gives us a very good history lesson, and it gives us a very good picture of the character and the personality of God and what he is like. And it will give us an appreciation for what Christ did for us on the cross. If you're listening tonight and you're not a Christian, this still gives you a good understanding of what God, who God is and what he's like. If you're seeking and you want to know more about him, um, 
you will find in the Old Testament a very good description of his character. And you have to, to me, you need that in order to get the balance, in order to get the balance of why he sent Jesus Christ to become our mediator and why he tells us not to sow to the flesh because there's consequences. There's consequences if we live to satisfy the lust of our flesh. There are serious consequences and repercussions and sexually transmitted diseases, STDs, are consequences of sowing to the flesh. So back to what I was saying before the break, according to the word of God, if we sow to the flesh of the flesh, we shall reap shall is positive shall reap corruption. It's no if, ands or buts. If we live to satisfy the, the, the lust of the flesh, that's what you can expect. Okay. It's a promise to you. And let me give you some of the scriptures that I was just telling you about from Deuteronomy 28, uh, starting at verse 22, says the Lord shall smite thee with a consumption and with fever and with an inflammation and with an extreme burning and with the sword and with blasting and with mildew and they shall pursue thee until thou perish. Okay, that's one of them. Let's see what else I can uh, skip to 27, verse 27. The Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt and with the emeralds and with the scab and with the itch whereof thou canst not be healed. Okay, scabs and itches and <laughs> botches and emeralds. Look these words up. Get you a Bible concordance, look them up, study them, get an understanding of what we're talking about. We're talking about sickness and disease here, okay? Um, and then it goes on to say in verse 30, thou shalt betroth, which means take your wife, you know, marry a wife, and another man shall lie with her, okay? So sin causes more sin. It, it'll cause your secure family to become dysfunctional and insecure and, uh, and another man will come along and, and take your wife, you know, possibly rape your wife or possibly just steal her away, um, seduce her, whatever. Thou shalt build a house and thou shalt not dwell therein. Thou shalt plant a vineyard and shalt not gather the grapes thereof. So that's even letting me know that there's even ec extra repercussions for sin. Besides the physical disease and the illness, even, even what you sink your hard efforts into, even when you try to gain and move forward in life, build your own house, you won't be able to enjoy it and, and stay in it. I mean, who knows that that's why some people are experiencing, well, I, I believe that is why this nation is experiencing this financial collapse that we are experiencing. I do believe that it is because of sin. I do believe that it is because as a, as a nation, uh, this country has forsaken the godly principles that it was founded on as a nation. Um, 
I recall reading or hearing, I can't remember which one it was, our own president saying that we are no longer a Christian nation. We are no longer to be classified as a Christian nation. And um, anyway, let me get back to some of these other da, 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 scriptures. Maybe I can read... Um, this one is between verses 59 and 62. Um, then the Lord will make thy plagues, 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 okay, wonderful and the plagues of thy seed, even great plagues and of long continuance and sore sicknesses and of long continuance, again it says, Moreover, he will bring upon thee all the diseases of Egypt, which thou wast afraid of, and they shall cleave to thee uh, every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of this law. Then will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. Now here he is specifically talking to the children of Israel. But after Christ came on the scene, he opened the plan of salvation, if you will, to make it available to any and every person. It was no longer specific just to the children of Israel. So the covenant between God and Israel was extended, if you will, to everyone. And grace was added to that covenant by the shedding of Christ's blood. Because Christ came and shed his blood, then he made it possible for any man, woman, child, person to accept God's grace through believing on him, through believing that Jesus Christ came, was sent from God to die, to be the final sacrifice. Remember how I said um, back in Leviticus, they had to offer sacrifices for their sexual sins, for any kinds of sins. Even when they were ill, when they were physically ill because of sexual disease, discharges and problems with their menstrual cycles and things of that nature, they had to offer sacrifices, animal sacrifices. Well, now Jesus Christ has become that sacrifice. He was that sacrifice for all of us. So through belief in him, confession of sins and repenting. Repenting means to turn from, to turn away from, to change your lifestyle, to stop doing the old things that you know are unrighteous and ungodly and begin to seek the things of God and to please God and to live a righteous life. Okay. So according to God's word, the, the scripture that tells us that we reap what we sow, that's a New Testament scripture. That's a New Testament scripture. So if you go from the old to the new, you will find that there are consequences for sin. And more specifically, uh, we're talking about sexual sin on this show. There are consequences for it. AIDS is the deadliest example of this that I know of. In, in my time, in my lifetime, in our time. I, I um, 
I don't really need to say a lot about that, but I will say, you don't believe me. Do your own research. Don't just take my word for it. There's all kinds of places to get information now. Do your own research. Take the time to find out uh, what are the repercussions, what are the consequences, physically and spiritually. Physically and spiritually. I know that the STD I contracted from my first husband was a result of sexual sin. I mean, at that time, he committed adultery. Um, he, he was with someone else. You know, we were married and he was with someone else. So that is definitely sexual sin. And, and that was one of the consequences of it. I hadn't sinned at that time as far as um, adultery was concerned. But later... Later, I, I got involved with someone, you know, before my divorce was final. So it just breeds more sin. When you do it your way, when you do it your own way, and you don't do it God's way, it just breeds more sin and more consequences. I know that what I experienced was a result of sexual sin. The other, um, the other types of, because women, women can get even bacterial infections from a change in sexual behavior, you know, from, from a new sex partner. You can even get bacterial uh, infections, and all of, them, all of them are not necessarily, every bacterial infection is not necessarily because your partner cheated on you, but I tell you what, they are a good indication of it. They are a good indication of it. Other things can cause us to get those, but um, they are a good indication of it. I wouldn't just overlook it if I were you. <laughs> okay. Bacterial sovaginosa, um, that's a very common one. And, um, you know, having a low immune system can cause that. You know, wearing tight clothing, you know, jeans and things that don't allow you to, to breathe properly and that have proper ventilation, uh, putting stuff in your bath water maybe that you're not used to can cause that kind of stuff. But I wouldn't rule out if you, su if you suddenly start getting those and I wouldn't rule out checking into what my partner's doing. Whew. All right. It's break time already. So more after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones' story. 
you may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Thank God. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. As my commercial just stated, um, I wrote my own very personal story about the abuse that occurred in my life as a child. Um, I was sexually abused by my father, as well as physically and emotionally abused, ended up in foster care, um, ended up um, in a very bad marriage because of the cycle that that just continues when people have lived in those kinds of situations and have not been healed of those things and you tend to repeat the cycle. So that's why I make references to my own life and that's why I made a reference to and and, and shared with you that I've had an STD uh, before myself because um, I, I, I don't I'm not here to point the finger. I'm not here to bring condemnation. I'm here to share with you some very important factual information and to share with you that the consequences of immorality, the consequences of inappropriate sexual behavior are heavy. The price is heavy. The price is, is more than anyone should be willing to pay. Okay, like I asked you in the beginning of the show, syphilis, chlamydia, gonorrhea, HIV, or herpes, what's your pleasure? In reality, none of that is pleasurable. So, of course, I'm putting that sarcastically. But think about that the next time you consider casual sex. Um, it's very important for us to look at not only the physical effects, 
the physical repercussions, but also the spiritual, because we are spiritual beings. Many of us don't think that we are. Many people don't think that they are because we spend so much time catering to the carnal, the carnal part of us, the, the, the fleshly part of us. This body, everything in society is almost geared towards feeding the lust of the flesh, whether it is food, whether it is alcohol, whether it is sex, whether it is ego, whether it is vanity, almost everything in our culture now is about feeding the flesh, the flesh, the flesh, and ignoring the spirit, your spiritual being. And guess what? Your flesh is going to die one day. This flesh is going to go back to the earth. It's going to go back to the dust from whence it came, not an amoeba or not, um, you know, some molecule or something. It's going to go back to the dust, the flesh. It's going to go back to the dust from whence it came. But your spirit is going to live forever. The inner aspect of you, the real you is going to live forever, ever, and it's going to live in heaven with God the Father and His Son Jesus Christ, or it's going to live in hell with Satan and his demons and his and the fallen angels. And that is going to be determined by number one, if you have been cleansed of your sin whether it be through sexual sin or whatever. I mean, we're born in sin. The scripture says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So whether you've been cleansed of your sin by accepting Christ as the final sacrifice for our sins, and therefore when God looks at you, he'll know that because you've accepted Christ, the blood of Christ covers your sin. In other words, he sees Christ's blood and not your sin. Okay? So it's important that we are cleansed of our sexual sin and our spiritual condition. You know, when it comes to STDs, people go to the doctor. They get antibiotics. Thank God we have antibiotics now. Thank God there was an antibiotic when I found out that I had chlamydia. It was very, very, very hurtful, very hurtful to find out that, to have proof that my husband was cheating on me. I was already sus suspecting it, but it was very, very hurtful to find out the way that I did. I was devastated. Um, and thank God there was an antibiotic to cure my physical problem. But spiritually, that antibiotic didn't do anything for me spiritually. It didn't do anything for me spiritually. So I say to you, to separate morality from the ideology and the origin of STDs, sexually transmitted diseases, only makes it easier for people to continue in their immoral behavior. Years ago, even in medicine, even in medicine, people knew that STDs were related to immorality, you know, sexual immoral, immoral sexual behavior, even in the medical field. 
Okay. But then somewhere along the way, some brainiac decided to start trying to minimize the the stigma. Some brainiac decided that it's, it's, you know, we don't want to make people feel bad. We don't want to, you know, put a moral standard on it. We just want to treat the disease. We just want to treat it and, you know, minimize the stigma. Well, when you do that, you are selling people out because you're not concerned about their eternal soul. where their soul is going to spend eternity. They need to know that sexual immorality will lead to spiritual death. Eternally being separated from God forever and ever and ever without end. They need to know that. They need to know that God has a standard and a way, a way that he considers to be righteous and holy, and that he is a righteous God, and that he is a holy God. And he tells us to be holy, for he is holy. We cannot do that in and of ourselves, but we can do it through Christ. Christ is the answer that God gave the world. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So to separate morality from the etiology and the origin of STDs only makes it easier for people to continue in their immoral behavior. Hey, if you love me, I want you to tell me when I'm going wrong. Uh, well, I want you to tell me if I'm about to fall off a cliff. I don't want you to tell me, just do your thing, baby. Just do your thing, whatever feels good. Just do your thing. I don't want you to tell me that, and then I end up in hell one, you know, one day where I can never escape. Where I can never, I don't want that. I don't want you to tell me, do my thing, and then I find out, you know, I've got some some sexually transmitted disease that led to my becoming infertile or something. You know, I don't want to find that out after the fact. Whether people accept it or not, that's their choice. But I feel it is my job to tell you that there are consequences. Finding a cure for the physical problem does not cleanse the soul. Just because we have antibiotics doesn't cleanse you spiritually. Does it make you whole spiritually? Does it, does it make you acceptable in God's eyesight? Okay. In the Old Testament, an animal sacrifice was used for this. Under the new covenant, Jesus Christ is that sacrifice. The new covenant does have an expiration date. It will expire one day. The new covenant is not open forever and ever. Jesus is not going to let sin rule and reign forever and ever. Um, people are not going to be able to allow to just do their thing and cause other people hurt and misery, cause themselves hurt and misery forever and forever. Jesus, God does have a timeline when he's going to bring an end to all sin, when he's going to bring into all hurt pain, devastation, sickness. He does have a timeline when he's going to bring an end to that. So that's why I say the new covenant, the new Testament covenant does have an expiration date. One day it will cease to exist. 
when Jesus comes back for those that have accepted him as Lord and Savior and who have turned their lives over to him, he is going to put an end. He's going to put it into all sin. And he's going to punish all those that rejected his plan of salvation by their own choosing. You know, he gives us a choice. He's giving us a choice between now and that expiration date. He's giving us a choice to choose who you want to serve. We all have the right to choose who we want to serve. If you want to be Buddhist, you can be Buddhist. If you want to be Islam, you can be Islam. If you want to be, you know, um, uh, uh, Mormon, you can be Mormon. If I want to be Christian, I can be, you can be whatever you want to be. You can choose what path you're going to take, what direction you're going to take. But when Christ is trying to reach you through programs like this, through other ministries, through people testifying, telling you about him, and he's giving you, he's giving you an option at that point to choose him, to choose him. Because God said that that's why he sent his son to the earth so that man could be restored and reconciled to him. If you choose to reject that, then that's your choice. That's your choice to spend eternity in hell without the love of God. Now is the time to take advantage of God's plan of salvation. Now is the time to look at your life and see how does it line up with God's plan? How does it line up with his standard of righteousness? I took antibiotics to cure my infections like millions of others. But I also cried out to the Lord for restoration of my soul and to heal me of the effects of the sin that was committed against me and the ones that I had committed against myself and the ones that I had committed against God. Oh, I thank God. That is why I am free. <sighs> Hallelujah. That is why I'm free today. Give it some thought, and I'll see you or talk to you next week. All righty. Love you much. Good night.